This is Being Awesome with Rob Springer. Hey, no joke. This is Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. I'm Rob, and I'm back from Florida. I kind of want to go back. Universal Studios is so fun. It was like, I think it was like my favorite vacation I've ever taken. Um, You know, while I was there, I rode the Transformers ride like a million times, and... <laughs> I was surprised. It was like my wife's favorite ride, too. Out of everything we rode, she liked that one the best, which surprised me. Um, the store attached to it had a lot of cool stuff. A lot of expensive stuff. I mean, you know, it's a theme park. And they had, like, they had some regular retail stuff for, like, twice as much as it normally would be. But they also had a lot of exclusive stuff, like, you know, T-shirts and caps and stuff. But they also had exclusive toys that were, um... They had the EVAC, which everyone's seen, and you can order it off their site. I was really tempted to get another one. I've had one for a few years now, um, but I talked myself out of it because it was the same toy. <laughs> you know, they had a the one I have. I have came in like a uh, red packaging, and now they're in white packaging. So I was like, oh, it's totally different. I talked myself out of that because that's that's dumb. I mean, if it was like a stealth version or some cool repaint I totally would because that's a great figure and you can't ride that ride without wanting to just get an evac you know the other two exclusives was Bumblebee and Optimus and they were just the dark of the moon toys so I didn't bother getting those once again if they had had like an exclusive paint job or something I totally would have but you know they didn't they did have the uh some of the cyber series toys there um with big old universal exclusive product stickers on them uh, meaning, I guess it's the only way in North America you can get them, you know, aside from importing them somewhere. But they had Optimus, Bumblebee, and Starscream, and I totally got those. Um, they were like 30 a piece, which is pretty expensive for them, because I, uh, I think you can generally get them for about 19 each uh, from places or whatever. But, you know, if you, you factoring shipping and stuff like that, it's not too much of a difference. Maybe, maybe a little different, so I'm not sure. But also, you know, I was kind of, I was buying them as sort of a souvenir of the trip, you know, so I didn't mind paying the extra amount. I was like, that Universal sticker is like what made it important, you know, because it was just like, oh, I'm having such a good time. <laughs> I, I don't want to leave. <laughs> Other exclusive merchandise I got was a, a figurine pack. It was like a... a box set with Optimus, Bumblebee, and Stinger, like figurines of them, like PVC figures with the, you know, those like shield gun things they had in the last movie. Each one has one of those and it was in a pack, you know, it claims it's universal exclusive. I don't know where those molds came from. I, I'm sure they got used somewhere else in some sort of pack, but this, this was, you know, this was it. And then there's also a Creo pack I got that was a it was Optimus, Megatron, and uh, Bumblebee, which I think they were pretty variations of uh, Creons from, you know, the, the last movie. But there's also an Evac Creon in there, which this is supposedly the only way to get them. So, of course, I snatched up that pack. 
they had some uh, figurines there that were um I was really tempted to get, but they are they're like fifteen dollars, like fourteen ninety nine, and they didn't have any marking on them to say they're exclusive to the park. So I was like, you know, I might be able to find these down the road cheaper. It was like an Optimus and a Bumblebee PVC like vinyl type figurine on a just on a card, and they were kind of there's something kind of neat about them, you know. I was really tempted to get those, but like I said, I was like, you know, there's a chance I'm going to luck upon these at like a Big Lots or something for 99 cents after I spent 30 on the two of these. So, you know, I passed. I had some really neat hoodies and stuff like that. Um, I didn't buy any shirts or hoodies, though, even though I kind of wanted to, because for some reason, stuff in the Transformer store only went up to 2X, and I'm a 3X kind of guy, because, you know, I'm like... Those of you who've seen me in person know I've got like the football player body thing going on, so I need a little more cloth. I'm I'm a big guy, but uh, you know I did get me a straight up Universal Studio shirt in my size, which I thought was odd that some came in Sasquatch size and others didn't. Oh well, yeah. I got me a cool hat though. Good, I, I like to wear ball caps, and they had a pretty good selection. But I got me a pretty neat one of those that probably be my all the time hat. You know, from now on. Or at least until I get a new all-the-time hat. Yeah, that's a great time. I got one of those uh, Funko Hikari toys. I've been kind of eyeing them every time I go into Barnes & Nobles and Books A Million and stuff. They're, they're so neat-looking. I've just always been kind of, eh, I don't know. And then my uh, wife was like, get one. So I was like, okay. So I got like a... Uh, He's like kind of translucent and glittery Optimus and not quite movie colors, but kind of close. And, you know, those Akaris are, man, I'm really tempted to get like, when we move into our house this summer, get like a, a big class Creole, uh, Creo type cat, Curio, excuse me, Creo's a type of shrimp, uh, Curio cabinet and like get all the different color variations of those guys and stick them in because they're, they're really charming in the way they look. And each color has like a limited, uh, amount of them so I guess some of the more harder to get ones would be really neat to have like yeah this is one and two I got I got one of the ones and two right here you know that kind of thing it, it, there's something really fetching about them and it's one of those things where you see a picture of them online you're just like yeah whatever but you, you get one in your hand you're like oh okay this is this is kind of nice you know it's, it's one of those things like uh on the RC holiday gift thing I put that on as a suggestion because it's like, you know, when, when you give somebody a gift, a lot of times you want to kind of give them something a little nicer than, you know, the average thing. And here's something that it's a little nicer and it's kind of unique. It's not the same old thing. And, you know, I heard Don like, no, yeah, yeah. he eats cheese for meals. Don't listen to him. I don't mean cheese. He eats like blocks of Alveda. Don't listen to Don. He gets beat up by a cat. But <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, not about the beat up by the cat part. That's ridiculous but <laughs> they're really it's really nice I just surrounded by all of them and i was uh like whoa these are really neat so i'm, I'm totally gonna get more <laughs> i'm pretty sure i am they also had like a, a lot of the more high-end stuff like you hear about on say like tfw or all spark you know like sabertron you know news sites um but you never really see them except for online like Odd places like those several thousand dollar statues and all that. They had those. And they had that like a uh, Hot Toys Optimus that 
you know, I just kind of glanced him over when he came out, but there he was. I was like, wow, that is really nice looking. Wow. And it had him in this cool uh, case, you know, with like Fortress Maximus and some Combiner Wars stuff and all that. And then they would have like these statues, <laughs> you know, they had this one bumblebee head that was like two, three, I think it was like $4,000. And it was a, like a bust or statue of Bumblebee's head from the movie. And uh, it had like a little electronics in it for the lights and stuff. And it, it was pretty much his head just sitting there on this case. Like, like they just chopped it off and stuck it there. It looked alive, you know. It was like, wow. And I had a couple other ones like that. And I was just kind of like, this would be nice to have. <laughs> you know, like you're just looking at it like, wow. Maybe one day. I don't know. And I had a cool uh, Meet the Transformers thing uh, going on there just behind this store. It had like an area where you could, you know, get your pictures taken with the different Transformers characters. They had Optimus, Megatron, and Bumblebee. Of course, in the movie versions, but and they were like uh, stilt actors in these uh, suits on stilts. So they were really tall and stuff and really ornate. And they looked great. You know, they had electronics in their eyes and stuff. And they're... Where the little area was set for you to take pictures with them, you just got in line, you know. They had audio playing, so every so often they would, like, pose around in the voice where they were talking. You know, Optimus would be like, I'm here for you, buddies, and stuff, you know. And Bumblebee would play little clips of songs. And then Megatron would just be like a turd. I think everyone liked Megatron better. He was just, he was funny, you know. Uh, it was, they'd come out for a few minutes, like maybe 20, 15, 20 minutes, and then some line of dialogue had to have to go and then another one would come out. I guess to give the people in the costumes a break because I can't imagine. You know, like, you know, you see people walking around in stilts, like parades and all that, and they're constantly moving. But these guys would move around, but they're pretty much staying in the same spot for a while in this big, heavy plastic fiberglass, whatever costume. So I'm pretty sure they needed to take regular breaks. You know, that, that ride was really neat. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd watched ride-throughs on YouTube and all that. And uh, in person, it was a lot better. Because it was one of those 4D rides, you know, where there's like a... Everything's built up around you, and you got the video screens and the 3D glasses and the cars moving with it. And really, it's really immersive. And, like, the second ride, we set up front. We You know, you kind of... They kind of stick you where there's room on these things. And we got in the front, and I was exactly in the middle up front. And even though I'd rode it before, I was like completely lost in the ride. You know, it was like, yeah, it was like Optimus Prime was right in your face. You know, it's like, wow, this is neat. This, this is the closest I'll ever come to being face to face with a fictional character because he's right here in my face. Or at least my brain telling is telling me he is. You know, just it was really cool. As a whole, Universal was really awesome. Like I said, I've always wanted to go there. And uh, I've been to Disney World a few times. And I've always told, held uh, Disney as the gold standard of theme parks. And then I went to Universal and I had so much more fun there, which blew my mind. I mean, usually when I go on vacation or a trip or something, the last day there, I'm kind of like, yeah, but, yeah, ready to go home. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. I, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I was sad. You know, we got back home. I was still kind of like, hmm. I'm still like, oh, that was last weekend. I was there. I miss it. <laughs> you know, we're kind of making plans to maybe go uh, every two years. You know, 
that way it doesn't get burned out and uh got time to, I guess <laughs> you know do other things on vacation than just go to the same place but man that two years is so far away I could live there it was awesome I really like the Simpsons ride too and I ate a lot of good food there and um I think my favorite place to eat was the Universal Monsters Cafe because that was like not only one of my some of my favorite things you know is classic horror movies but it's really good <laughs> you know the King, the new King Kong ride I talked about it I think a few weeks ago that was super cool you know the theming and the uh, facade and everything for the ride was just amazing it was like you knew, you know, it's a, that's not really a mountain you're looking at, but your brain's like, no, that's real. And it just kept going like, and you know, I know just from being a fan of theme parks, knowing it's a forced perspective, optical illusion, but looking at it, I couldn't tell. It just looked like a ton of mountains that just kept going back and stuff. It was really impressive. And we had the uh, express pass, which well, got us around the lines a lot faster. Um, so we just kind of got like a side line to bypass everyone and get right on the lines, which was awesome. But sometimes when the lines were really backed up, they'd had the uh, express pass kind of fed through the line, just kind of like ex express you on through, get you through faster, you know. And uh, the second time we rode it, they fed us through the main line just in front of the, you know, you go to a ride, there's like, here's a part of the line with something in it. And then here's like, a garage with a bunch of places to stand and then at the end at the door is where you get back in into the cool parts of the line we went around like those basically um and uh it was awesome one part of the line from express line you could kind of look through holes in the wall and see it but and hear what was going on but you know this time i got to see it up close they had like an animatronic of a witch doctor you know you're supposed to be in the skull mountain skull island itself in india where the natives are worshiping King Kong and there's like this cool animatronic witch doctor, like who knows what it was saying. Cause it was supposed to be like a, you know, in its language or whatever, but like it was like either performing some sort of religious thing or placing curses on us. You can't really from the spell, but like you'd hear the natives chanting like Kong, Kong, Kong. And you know, every so often he'd roar and then, Lights would flicker down, and it was, it was kind of scary in there. It was, like, dark, and there's skeletons everywhere, and there's, like, corpses uh, tied up to the wall. And there's places where they had uh, actors dressed up like the natives jumping out, scaring you while you're waiting in line, which that was crazy because, like, basically the line for the ride was a haunted house, which was <laughs> not did not expect to see coming. Like, there was one part where it was just, like, you went down a hall, and you're surrounded by skulls, and they just went back as far as you could see and there was like a villager in the skulls <laughs> looking at you and I was like whoa dude <laughs> you know that was neat and you come around part there's X is a slug monster that's in the ride they had one of them caged up and in a glass where you could look at it and it'd move around like it was cool it was a really cool animatronic and the ride itself was neat because like uh, the ride vehicle was a truck and it took you Took you outside the mountain first, and then the gates of the mountain would open up, and you'd go inside. And you know that was, of course, the ride. It was a simulator type ride, but the truck itself, like 
there's no track. It was just driving on this thing. And they had some sort of animatronic front. So at front, so you see who the guy driving it and it looked pretty real, but it wasn't really a guy, you know, it was like an animatronic and, you know, they had the audio of the speaker of him talking to you, you know, supposedly of the character and come to find out later doing a little research. It was like the trucks were basically robots. Like, um, they were like, being fed command like commands through a Wi-Fi system, basically telling them where to go and stuff. That blew my mind. Also, it's kind of scary because there's a good glitch. A thing might just take off Dukes of Hazard style through things, you know. But the ride was rad because it was kind of like it was like the Transformers one, where as a mix of uh, interactive, uh, real elements with robots and stuff, and then the 3D screens and it all blent in. It was really cool. And it really, like, with the, the truck moving and all sorts of stuff, it really, really took you there, you know. And, of course, at the end, there's this giant uh, robot King Kong you got to look at before you left. And that's what I wanted, because I always wanted to ride the original King Kong ride they had there. That was in all the commercials, and they tore it down for I Give Go. And it basically had a giant robot King Kong. And this, there, well, there, it's not the same one, but it'll do, you know. It's like, whoa, there he is. And all you could just look at it was like, wow. It was just, it was one of those things where you're just like, look at that thing. That's awesome. You know, same with Jurassic Park. There's a Jurassic Park water ride. Yeah. King Kong was in the Islands Adventure. Islands, I keep calling it Adventure Island. The Islands of Adventure section of the park where they had themed areas. They're supposed to be islands. Like they had a Marvel Island and a Dr. Seuss Island and a uh, Sunday morning comic island <laughs> and a uh, Skull Island was supposed to be its own Skull Island right next to Jurassic Park, which was like a kind of fleshed out version of what you'd see in the movies, like if the park was actually open and had this cool water ride that was really great. I really appreciated it. It's just as cool as those uh, projection simulator things are, and I truly do love them. It was really nice to see giant animatronic characters, you know, and it had a lot of those, especially a very impressive T-Rex. I was just like, wow. I, like I said, I was like, wow. You know, you just can't, you, you're just like, whoa, look at that thing. No matter how many times you see it, you're like, wow. You know, that's, that's always cool. That's, that's part of the, uh, the old E.T. ride that they still have there. It's entirely animatronic. And uh, my wife, who could care less about E.T., she actually hates the movie. I talked her into riding it with me because one, I wanted her to ride it with me, you know, two, I thought like, the minute I told her like, this is all animatronic. She was like, Oh, okay. I want to see that. Cause you know, who doesn't like seeing these robot characters. And it was so cool. Cause like the plot of the ride is, it's like sort of like a pseudo sequel to the movie where ET's got to go back home and you're with them. So he could like basically heal the world. But like the first half of the ride is recreating, uh, that scene in ET where you're, the kids were riding around the bicycles from the uh, cops and NASA in the woods. And it was so cool. Cause like when you first get in line, it's like a little basic queue area. And then you go in and then the line you're in the woods and there's the NASA guys in the suits or animatronics course up above you looking around and all sorts of cool stuff. I mean, you're in the woods. I mean, you're inside a building, but you're in the woods and it's actually a little frightening. You know, it's actually a little, a little scary, you know, and you, you get on your ride vehicle, which is, you're on a bicycle, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a car, but you're sitting on a bicycle as if though you're riding one and ET's up at front, you know, he's in the basket 
and they pretty much recreate that chase sequence. Like you're going through the woods and they, they notice, Oh, there he is. There he is. And the cops are chasing you. There's scenes where cars about run into the car, the bicycle and all that. And my favorite parts where you're in the woods, and it's all quiet. And all these flashlights shine in like they did in the movie, but they just shine in at you. And it's like, I don't care who you are. I, I was like, Oh, <laughs> flashlights are scary. <laughs> but, um, and of course you make the thrilling escape and he jumps and you fly over a city. And it's like, you're like, wow. You know, you just this miniature city. It's so cool. And I saw the moon up on the sky on the, it's supposed to be the sky. And I'm like, I wonder if, and as we're crossing it, it projected little kids on the bicycle. It's like, Oh, that, that, that's us. That, that's totally us right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then it went through, went through space and you're on ET's home world. And it kind of lost me there. I'll be honest with you guys, because it just, it's like, Hey, E.T., welcome home. You saved us. Yay. And then there's like a little party scene where all the animals, E.T.'s and aliens are partying. And then as you're leaving, E.T.'s standing there. And he's, earlier in the ride, you give the operators your name. And as he comes through, he's like, thank you. And he'll say your name. It's like, who is he? My name's not Robin. And that's when I noticed E.T. had actually disappeared out of the basket. So they had a had it planned out where he would, uh, I guess, retract on into the vehicle so the immersion wouldn't be lost. Except for the part where he called me Robin. Not my name. Jerk. <laughs> anyway, it was... Yeah, I was like, like I said, that was the my favorite vacation I've ever taken. I, I loved it so much. <sighs> Two years is a long way to wait to go back. <laughs> but I guess they'll make it even uh, more worth it when we get there. But hey, I've rambled on enough about my vacation. Before I get to the Q&A, I just wanted to bring up uh, some stuff in the news that's popped up. One, there's apparently a masterpiece, masterpiece, goodness, masterpiece art fire coming out. And I'm pretty tempted to get that. I wouldn't mind it getting the uh, masterpiece Inferno. I just, I don't really pay a lot of attention to masterpieces. I get them here and there. You know, I, I got my good share of them, you know, but I don't, I don't, I'm not really completist on them or not. And I was like, you know, if, if I get Inferno for a good price, I'll get them, you know, art fire. I might just jump right on <laughs> art fire is really cool. But, um, also the, uh, legends or whatever Takar's calling their version of Titan Wars and stuff. They got, they got a God bomber and it looks pretty sweet. And I was already kind of trying to talk myself out of buying Genrai. Cause it's like, Rob, you've got a thousand power masters and Genrise. Do you really need another? And I saw God Bomber. I was like, yeah, I do. Totally do. <laughs> I totally do. Cause I don't think God Bomber, you know, he, he turns into his that truck thing that he turns into and it can, the truck can pull it and the, ca the cockpit actually opens where he put Titan masters inside of it. And, um, and it turns into, he turns into his armor mode for, Genrai, and I don't think it'll fit on the on the regular Power Master Prime. In fact, it almost some of those odd points in the Genrai form make a little uh, Genrai toy make a little more sense now because that's like okay, that's where he would stick on. You know, I totally want that. So, so someone buy me that. Uh, yeah, someone buy me that. I'll uh, start a Patron or Patron or something again. I'm kidding. I'll I'll buy it. <laughs> I want that thing. Um. Man, it's just I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I 
kind of wish I wouldn't have talked about Universal just then, because now I'm like, man, I'm not there. <laughs> wonder if I could move in there, or just live at the park. It's open all year. I'm pretty sure they could work out something with me. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to this week's uh, Q&A. The Q&A portion of the show, of course, like like every week, is fed from a thread in the exclusive group of Being Awesome Talk Transformers on Facebook. It's on Facebook. Yeah, everyone uses Facebook. Go search up the group and join it if you haven't. And enjoy the best place to talk about Transformers online. And if you're not using Facebook, quit lying to yourself. <laughs> no one's impressed. You're, you're not a hipster. Just use, use Facebook. It's okay. And... Um, Join Talk Transformers, and every so often I'll put this thread up, getting needing questions and stuff for the show, and people will pitch in, and if they miss it, they'll just ask me directly there, and I'll put it in the queue. But this week's question, I'm going to answer two, because I see two really quick ones right here. Man, I've kind of went on almost the extent of an entire show already, so I'm going to answer these uh, quick ones. <laughs> the first one is from, and I'm going to mispronounce your last name, Brian Chargulaf. Chargulaf. Char I'm sorry, dude. I can't pronounce your name. Uh, I, I'm really bad. A lot of times I need a someone to words, uh, sound out a word for me. Like I need to hear it uh, phonetically so I can pronounce it myself or I'll just be like, uh, <laughs> for a minute. Um, Brian goes on to ask, with the Titan Masters line in full swing, would you like to see them do an early IDW Sunstreaker? Not really. I mean, it'd be cool if they did, but I'm not I'm not too concerned about that. And not for any sort of slamming reasons or whatever. I'm just I'm enjoying the stuff they're doing now and I want more creative stuff like that. Like for instance the uh Repugnus uh Titan Master coming out. I'm more interested in them doing stuff like that than uh adaptions. In fact I I know it's stupid. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but I kind of like seeing what they're doing with this gimmick. With the f more far out stuff. So Sunstreaker as a headmaster would kind of... Yeah, it'd be okay. You know. But I'd rather see... Uh, I guess I just hadn't really thought about it, in all honesty. I just didn't even consider that. I was just like, wow, Ape-Face rides his gorilla and then folds up into the thing to make a jet. You know. I guess it'd be cool if they did it. And our next and last question for the week comes from my good pal, Marble Lion. He go. I've I've known this guy for like over a decade, and he's an awesome dude. Uh, he he sent me some zines a couple of years back, and I think he was working for a Toys R Us one time and sent me like a whole bunch of signage and stuff from the store from Transformers displays. That was awesome. Love that guy. Uh, he goes on to ask, and not just because that I've known him before. I just. Sometimes it's kind of hard to give somebody a compliment like that. Or like, oh, I see why you like them. It's like, no, 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 no. I just tell them about something they've done. Uh, yeah. I'll stop. <laughs> he goes on to ask, hey, do you want me to gut Ultra Magnus? Yeah. yeah, yeah just take care of him. Go, can't deal with nothing self. Gut him. Well, everyone, thanks for your questions. And, uh, Pretty soon I'll be popping another one of those threads up. So everyone pay attention and go join Talk Transformers if you haven't already. Hey guys. Thanks everyone for listening. And you can probably tell I sound pretty sleepy because I am. I'm having to adjust back to my normal life after that long vacation and sleeping normal hours. 
it just happens to me every time I'm on vacation. It takes me like a couple of days to get back on track, you know. So I'm I'm, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> but, you know, being awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun, is part of the Radio Free Cybertron uh, network. And you can find us and all other shows at www.tfradio.net for all of our shows and showtimes. And while you're there, please check out our Amazon links. That's a cool way to help support us without paying a dime extra. Basically, next time you need to buy something on Amazon, I mean, you know, Christmas is coming up. You know, you're going to be using it. Just just go through those links. And, you know, they just kind of, they kind of pitch us a finder's fee, basically, for, you know, helping them get customers. And it helps us uh, keep the lights on, basically. And we really appreciate you guys doing that. And, guys, I'm Rob, as you probably figured out. Um, you can find me online on Twitter and Instagram at RoboRobSpringer. And uh, check out my personal site, ZoneBase. That's a www, in case I need to spell that part out for you. It's like 2016. I don't even know why I even say that part. It's ZoneBase.org. And uh, I'm actually, as, a, as I'm recording this, I have one more installment of my uh, posts about the... Uh, gen- the um, Universal exclusives made from those cyber series toys. I got one more to post. Um, that I'm gonna post this weekend, and I've been having fun with that. I forgot what I was gonna say, but everyone go check out sunpaste.org, please. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening, and I'll totally be back next week. Uh, as I totally will, as long as the creeks don't rise. That's something my grandfather used to say, and I'm just like, I don't even live near water. Go let the creeks rise. Where are they gonna where are they gonna go? Uh, there's no creek around here. Go ahead, rise. Uh, see if I care, creek. Thanks for listening, everyone. Watch out for creeks rising, I guess. Bye. This has been Being Awesome with Rob Springer. <laughs> Oh,